1: Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place, Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now your host, Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio.
2: One of the most important things about starting or building a business is being memorable in a positive way. Now why would somebody want what you offer? Why should they seek you out or work with you? It's usually based on the perceived value of your product or services, along with how they feel about you as a person and businesswoman. Are you honest, intelligent, trustworthy? Are you capable of delivering as promised? Are you committed to delivering excellence? The saying, you only get one chance to make a first impression, applies not only to what you wear and how you behave, but also how your business presents itself. Your personal brand allows clients to see what makes you unique and why you're ideal for your target audience. It may also illustrate how you and your competitors are yards apart. So when I started my company selling in a skirt, I became a brand. As a business name, selling in a skirt said little, but it spoke volumes at the same time. At first, men would tell me they neither wore a skirt or needed a skirt. and Then I would explain that skirt's an acronym. The S is standing out, the K is keys to success, the I is inspiration, R, results, and T, time management. Now, my brand embodies the values I live and teach. Since most people associate the name with the article of clothing, I also wear my brand. And as I mentioned, you and your business should show up as one and the same. For me, it's all about the skirt. I walk the walk, I talk the talk. You'll always find me wearing a skirt, and everything in my business is branded with the skirt philosophy. So to fully align your personal and professional brand, you first must know and be true to yourself. Begin by asking yourself, what words describe me best? Think of three words and ask your friends, your family, your colleagues, and mentors to do the same. But how do those lists compare? This simple exercise can be very telling. Now, if you're not thrilled with some of the words that came up, consider how you might address those aspects of your personality. If you're generally happy with what others have said about you, and if you believe it's accurate, Choose the keywords and aspects you want to incorporate into your brand. Okay, so when I did this years ago, I received great words such as authentic and funny and powerful, magnetic, intelligent, and others that I truly cherished. But I also received intimidating, unapproachable, and others in that direction. So I had to ask myself, how was I showing up in two different ways? And I knew what direction I didn't want to continue. Well, it seems that as a speaker, many people choose not to approach you before you give your talk. That was what happened to me. But once I did, I was flooded with people that wanted to talk to me and ask me questions and connect with me and yet beforehand, nothing. So I did that little exercise and that's when I heard over and over that I was intimidating and unapproachable. Prejudging was at an all-time high and I had to figure out a way to course correct. By accident or coincidentally, I had another event and I wore a pair of cool boots and I was still trying to figure out this persona I was giving off when someone walked right up to me and said something about my boots and a conversation was started. And then another person and another told me they loved my boots and how cool they were. The ice was broken. But I actually had to think, did I already do my talk? Because is that why people were talking about me? Now people were coming up to me and the first group of descriptors about me being authentic and funny and all those other great words were being said even before I started speaking and continued after I was done. Boots? Could that really be the answer? So I started wearing different boots. And every time I spoke, the same thing happened. I added a leather jacket and that added to the conversation and intimidation and being unapproachable or tossed on its head. So not only was I able to connect with the audience before, during and after, boots and leather jackets became part of my personal business brand. So as you build your personal qualities, consider your training and your experience. What makes your offerings unique? What are your areas of expertise? What do you want to be known for? It's so important to be as specific as you can without creating a niche that's so obscure that no one's looking for it. Typically, though, the narrower and more well-defined the niche, the more profitable you'll be. So consider how your brand fits in with your overall goals. Where do you see your business and yourself in two years or five years and beyond? What are the vision and mission of your business? And in what ways does your brand support and reflect those? And think about this. What do you bring to the table? You want to become the source that people turn to when they need information about what you're the expert in. You can do that with writing and speaking and networking. And if you love to write, become a contributing writer for journals or periodicals. If you love to speak, you can start with rotary clubs and chambers and move to more targeted associations and organizations. And with networking, be strategic about where you choose to spend your time. Where are you most likely to find your target audience or strategic partners? When you share yourself and your brand with those who will benefit from it, you will reap rewards. So everything worth having and doing takes time. And don't expect that just because you decided on your area of expertise, did a little networking and wrote an article or two that you're suddenly gonna be the it girl. Be patient, people listen and notice more than you realize. So wear your brand, be your brand and share your brand with everyone. We're gonna take a break to thank our sponsor walking on the glass floor. But when we come back, you'll hear from my guest who will share her thoughts about creating the power pitch for your business. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Holberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back.
1: What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. Walking on the glass floor, seven essential qualities for women who lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women. Whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite, Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no nonsense glass half full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com.
2: Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Holberman on C-Suite Radio. Okay, I am super excited for my special guest, Precious L. Williams. Now, have you ever met a full-figure diva who has taken the business world by storm and won big? Well, now you have. Precious L. Williams, also affectionately known as Hashtag Killer Pitchmaster can help you slay all competition with her killer elevated pitches, media pitches, and investor pitches. Precious is a world-class master communicator who works with successful women, entrepreneurs, and helps them take their professional pitching and speaking skills to the next level. She's got over 24 years of experience in creating unique branding, speaking, and marketing techniques. And she trains her clients and sales teams at Fortune 100 companies how to remain authentic and transparent when presenting to distinctive audiences. She's a 13-time national business elevator pitch champion, and she's been on top television shows and publications for her pitching, branding, and professional speaking skills. She was featured on season eight of ABC Shark Tank, CNN, MSNBC, Wall Street Journal, the movie Leap, as well as other several things going around this amazing world. And she's also a number one author for her new release of her book. We're going to let her talk about that. So welcome to the show, Precious. I am so excited to have you here.
3: Thank you so much for having me. I am so delighted to be here. This has got to be one of the best days of my life. And you get to capture it right as it's happening. So thank you so much. I appreciate being the hashtag KillerPitchmaster. And I love helping women soar beyond their wildest dreams when it comes to pitching, public speaking, professional speaking, and branding.
2: Well, I think you are more than just precious. And I love when I first of all, when I first heard your name, I'm thinking. Okay, I just want to hug this person whose name is Precious because it means so much. Because being Precious means more than just being cute. It's got so much value to it. And I know that you bring value to everyone. But before we start about bringing value, I want to ask you about the discussion about personal branding. When you hear that, what does that mean to
3: you? Personal branding means, to me, being able to stand out in a crowded marketplace. As you know, there are lots of women in, in this world. There are lots of coaches, lots of financial advisors, lots of business people, lots of CEOs. What do you do that really helps you stand out in a major way? So branding is really all about being able to be recognized for your talent, your gifts, your skills, and abilities, and setting yourself apart from others so that you're top of mind when people are thinking about such things. So for example, I am the hashtag killer pitch master. Do you know of any other killer pitch masters? I bet you, you don't, because I'm the only one who has that. I don't know any. (laughs) So the great thing about me and the reason why personal branding and professional branding is so important is because there are a lot of motivational speakers. There are a lot of inspirational speakers. There are a lot of transformational speakers, entertaining speakers, such and such, but no one is a killer pitch master. So when you want someone to speak on pitching, you think of the killer pitch master. When you want someone who's going to tear the stage up and talk about pitching and public speaking and professional speaking all at the same time, and it's going to be funny, inspirational, educational, motivational, all of that wrapped into one, you're going to go with me first before you just go with the Adama does a, dime a dozen motivational speaker.
2: I, I totally agree. And so having a perfect pitch, having something that is a killer pitch, has to bring you in front of, you know, the, the pack. And I'm not talking just as you as the elevator pitch uh, winner champion of 13 times. I'm talking about when you, when you help somebody create that killer pitch. Because so many times, and I'll give you an example. I had a client, I knew exactly what her business was, kind of, sort of. And right. I asked her for her elevator pitch. And after five minutes, she was still talking about herself. I had no real clarity what she did. Mm-hmm. So two-part question, how important is that killer pitch? But also, is there a time limit that you should have when you share your pitch?
3: Let me answer the second question first. Yes, your, your pitch really depends on how long you actually have. So when people think of an elevator pitch, they think of no more than 30 to 60 seconds. And so let me just say this, and I think it's very important that we address this issue. It's more of a conversation unless you're in a pitch competition, right? Right. It's more of a conversational thing. So don't think you have to stand up and start speaking louder and being something that you're not. When you're in a conversation with someone or someone wants to learn more about you, you treat it more as a conversation, but you wanna make sure that you have, what do they call that on television, your sound bites that really help them know you are the right person for it. When someone just talks all about themselves, it gets boring. What you have to do is relate it to what it is that they want. If they're bringing you in to speak to their audience, what does the audience need to hear? Not what they want to hear, but what do they need to hear to get to the next level of success, right? Whether that's writing, advising, consulting, or any of those sort of things. But if you just keep it, like if I just came to you, Judy, and all I talked about was how great I was, how many how many speeches I've done it, that's boring. But if I tell you what the results were of working with me, how would you feel? You'd be like, okay, Precious is really about that life. Precious really knows what she's talking about. Not only has she been speaking since she was 16 years old, she's still a booked and busy speaker at 40. How rare is that? Yeah, How rare is that?
2: Absolutely. So do you think that the purpose or one of the purposes of having a great pitch is for somebody to come back to you and say, tell me more. What else do you do? Is that, I mean, is it the beginning of the conversation? And I'm not talking a competition. I'm talking about like you and I have met each other in a networking event Mm -hmm. and I ask you a question and you give me this great pitch, not, and I wouldn't call it a pitch at that point. I would call it, you know, just who you are, but is it that I should be asking you, tell me more or, you know, give me some more. What else do you do? Is that the purpose of it to get, to draw somebody into your conversation?
3: Yes, it, that really is the purpose. And let me just say this also. A pitch is something we do every day. Again, no matter if you're talking about the, the, your, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friends, who's not acting right, who is acting right. You want somebody to be interested in you, not just what you do. Because let me say this, who you are is more important than what you do. There are people who can do a lot of great things, but you don't want to work with them because you don't feel the right energy you don't feel the chemistry, you don't feel certain things. And so when you're starting a conversation and you're talking to a prospect, really treat it as a conversation where you want to learn more about them as they want to learn more about you. It is not the time to dump on them every great thing you've done, because what that does is turn them off. It lets them know that you're more focused on yourself and not them and what their needs are and what their wants are.
2: Okay. But you know that for a fact that the, everybody's favorite conversation is talking about themselves
3: true but you also have to know that if you don't relate it to something that they want to talk about you're wasting your time how many times have you been in a conversation with someone where they went on and on and on and on and on and you're like can I get a word in edgewise can I ask a couple of questions can you clarify something for me but they're so in love with themselves that you just turned off and you don't want to work with them
2: yeah, and in my head it's going out. Are you still talking? Yes. <laughs> okay, so what's the difference between a pitch that you're making either to prospective client or an elevator pitch and an investor pitch? Is there a big difference?
3: There there is a difference, but they do still do similar things. So when you're doing an elevator pitch, you you really are on a short timetable from a 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. So you want to hit them with the great sound bites. You want to make sure that it's clear what you do, who you are, who you service, and what results you can get for them. If you can get some testimonials in there in a quick amount of time, that'd be great too. But again, it's who you are, what you do who you service, ideal clients and customers, and also throw in a couple of statistics. So you make sure that your market isn't just a small thing, but it's actually an expanded market that makes you attractive. When you're talking to investors, you want to include all of that, but you have to make sure your financials are sound. You have to make sure that it's more statistical and you actually want to make sure your statistics is told in a story. So one of the things I always tell people, especially my clients, is you have to master your story. It could be the story of how you got your business started in the first place. It could be the catalyst. It could be your aha moment where you realize you were on the wrong track and now you're on the right track. People want to know that you didn't start off perfectly. They want to know what the steps were to that journey. And that gives investors confidence that they can trust you with their money and that they can trust you with mentorship, coaching, resources, and everything like that. When you're before investors, you need to definitely have a pitch deck, right? You need to have a pitch deck, a visual representation of what what you're saying. And so you want to make sure if you have 10 minutes with an investor, that you make sure that your highlighted points are in that pitch deck and you've given them some, some food for thought. You've given them food for thought. So that would be the difference. You definitely, when you're meeting with investors, you want to make sure your finances are on point. You want to make sure you've mastered your story. You want to make sure you answer all the questions that are in a typical elevator pitch, just in an expanded form. And you want to make sure you're prepared for the questions, the common questions that every investor asks. And if you're working with someone like me, you'll also understand what isn't, what have they not asked that you can bring to the forefront.
2: Well, I watched your pitch on MSNBC and I was like, go, you got this. Mm -hmm. And even though they said something, I can't remember what that comment was. They still said they would invest in you. Yes. Which was like, it was amazing. So tell me about like, where does authenticity and confidence come in? Because, you know, as well as I do, people say things that are not true necessarily. They're saying it because they know that's what somebody wants to hear. So where does authenticity and, and confidence come in?
3: Well, here's the thing. One of the things that I've learned and, you know, I'm just going to keep it 100%. I'm going to keep it 100 with you as the young people say. When I first started off as the pitch master, I thought everything had to be perfect. I thought, I thought I had to dress perfect, sound perfect and everything. And then that almost cost me my life because I wasn't being transparent and authentic. I wasn't showing up how I really was. I was doing what I thought they wanted to hear. And what they really wanted to hear was my true story. Where did I really come from and how was I able to take the business world by storm? What was it about me that is unique? What was it about me that was special, that cannot be duplicated no matter if someone else is a pitch master too? And so when it came to me telling the story, I'm a girl from the inner city of St. Louis. I was called the hood girl who went good. And I kept thinking that if people knew I was from the inner city, they wouldn't want to work with me, which was totally a lie. It actually made people appreciate my struggle and how I got to where I am today. That I could be on Shark Tank and wow the sharks. That I could be in movies and television shows and I could do it. That I can write a number one best selling book. That I could do all of these sort of things. And they didn't care where I came from, but they wanted to know what was the catalyst for getting me to this point. So I know people do a lot of puffery or lying or just making themselves sound bigger. But if you really focus on what makes you unique and different and you talk about it authentically and with the confidence of a king, I promise you it will change how people deal with you. If you don't believe that, I've had many people tell me who I am today, they can relate to, they couldn't relate to Perfect Precious.
2: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So let's talk about, you know, Shark Tank, because when you think of walking into Shark Tank, it can be very intimidating. Right. And when we watch it, I'm always curious like, do you hear the music when you come in? No, but, you don't. Yeah, I didn't think so. You, but let me tell yeah. you
3: something. No no no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 you
2: don't. Yeah. i was waiting for that. <laughs> but to me, that's like the like you're waiting for that. De- but dum, dum, you know, so, dum, so dum, you, dum, dum, went, dum, you went you went onto Shark Tank, you were very confident, you you know, were very authentic. And you're a great storyteller. So how was that experience?
3: It was an awesome experience. And do you know, when I first walked into the tank, I stood there and I did a dramatic pause. You know, because there are tips and tricks to, listen, there there are levels to, to my talent. There's levels. And I stood there and I looked at the sharks and I looked them in the eye to give them the impression, I'm not afraid of you. You are not ready for what I'm about to come with. And then I went in and when I, and then after I started, after I spoke and I I, I finished my part of the pitch, and then I told my ladies, the door opened and my plus size, my full figure divas and plus size fashionistas walked in. Mark Cuban was like, you go girl. And Robert Hershkowitz said to me, and I will never forget this as long as I live. He said, you are a master salesman a master at your craft? Where did you learn to speak like this? And I really, in that moment, I really wanted to cry because a lot of people of color who go on these shows, they they can become ripped to shreds. And I didn't want that for myself. And I focused on, I'm a 13 time national champion. There's not a question they can ask me that I don't know. There's not one. And even if I don't know it, I've been in this game so long that I can put together a well-articulated point, right? Mm -hmm. So when I finished with Shark Tank, you know the thing that they, you know what David John and Mark Cuban said to me, you ought to be more proud of where you've come from and what you did, because we get the feeling that you're not as proud. And that that was a heartfelt moment for me. Because I was proud. I was proud of who I was. But I thought I had to be someone else to get to that level. And all I needed to do was be me and stand in my power, in my zone of the genius. It was awesome.
2: So did that change any way that you, you know, that you've done your pitch after yes. that?
3: Yes, yes. And so I do live events now called Perfecting Your Pitch at the Luminary and even at the Wing Soho, right? And so one of the things I do before I, I start teaching on pitching is I tell my story my story of how I got here. Not the sanitized version. I talk about almost being murdered by my mother in 1991. I talk about being homeless twice. I talk about eating out of garbage cans. I talk about my severe alcohol addiction way back in the day because I want people to see the real me, not who they read about in Forbes or something like that. And now you can relate to me and now I can give you what you truly need because a lot of us are flawed and we think those flaws are so apparent and they're not. And that's why people can't relate to you because they think you had it easy. And I tell them, no, I had it as hard as anyone you will ever know. And I'm still here. I'm clean and sober and I am the killer pitch master and I am a bad bitch with a power pitch. And I just wrote the book as a number one bestseller.
2: Yeah. And that that was my next question because you are, you could tell how proud you are. So what made you sit down and write the book and what are your hopes for, you know, I, first of all, every female entrepreneur should be reading this, Yes. what are your, what's your, you know, what's your goal or your expectation from this amazing story?
3: Well, my goal and expectation is to make it into a book series Mm -hmm. because it's, you know, because this book, the first book, Bad Bitches and Power Pitches is about the seven branding bitches you need to be. The unstoppable bitch, the power bitch, the funny bitch, the numbers bitch. There are seven different branding bitches that we can all take from to create a great pitch. And it starts with, you know, the confidence. It starts with your story. It starts with how you dress, how you behave, you know, really bringing in the authenticity and confidence. But until you actually see someone who represents it, it doesn't make sense to you because you think it doesn't represent you. And I'm here to tell you that I'm each of these women. I'm each, all seven of them. And they all come in at different points from pitch competitions to gaining speaking engagements to those sort of things. So it also has my life story in there. So it also shows you the Oprah's, the Sheryl Sandberg's, the Ronda Rousey, the Monique's, people who have made it big, may have fallen and rose again. And I want you all to know that where you are right now is not where you'll always be. And if you get great coaching, if you start, if you read this book, you're gonna understand that the things you think hold you back are truly your secret weapon because people never see you coming. Don't let age, race, sex, class, gender, all of that get it out of your mind. There are no limits. If there were limits, I would not be sitting before you today on this great radio show talking about bad bitches and power pitches. There were so many people who told me not to name that title because it would offend. And I said, I'm not here to do something to make someone else feel better. I'm here to tell the truth about pitching and to tell you that it's not easy, but it sure is fun when you master the craft. And when you walk into a room and you have your purpose, you have clarity, you have all of these sort of things, that's why you need to read this book. Because once you see the seven branding bitches, you're going to know how to start crafting the perfect pitch for yourself.
2: That's awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for you and I'm so excited to read it. You know, it's interesting because when you talk about telling your story and and making sure that you're authentic with it, the very first time I told my true story was on a TED Talk.
3: Mm. Yes.
2: And I have to say that I had to change the pronoun because I couldn't get through the story by saying it was me. I said it was someone I knew. At the end, I revealed it was me. But I remember telling the story. And to this day, now it's three years today that I actually did my TED Talk. Every time I tell the story, when I get to the end of it, I suck the air out of the room because you can hear everybody going, (gasps) you know? Oh my God. But then I come back with, okay, so as a woman in leadership, here's what I've learned, and here's why I'm here, and here's the tapes you rewind, and all of that. And so I truly believe that by you being so authentic, people buy into you, people wanna be around you, and people say, if she can do it, she can help me do it. And if I can do it, I can help someone else do it. And I think it's all about paying it forward and reaching back and pulling somebody up with you. Yes. Right? And, yes. I, and, I, and I do believe that that's a that's part of, of your, your persona for being precious about that because it's it's your precious time, it's your precious story and it's, and it's how you share your, your precious willingness to give to others. Yes. And that's why I said, it's not just a name precious. It, it's so much more than that. And I think that, the name is like, speaks volumes to me. Thank you. You're welcome. So how can our listeners connect with you, get the book and learn everything else from the killer of the master pitches?
3: Okay, so you can read, my website is www.perfectpitchesbyprecious.com. I'm on facebook.com slash perfect P twitter.com perfect pitch P I'm on instagram.com slash perfect pitches P and if you want to uh, leave a text in order to reach my company you can reach us at 646-592-5888 that's 646-592-5888 and to pick up my book bad bitches and power pitches. You can go to Barnes and Nobles. You can go to Amazon and get it in Kindle. You can get it in paperback. Please reach out to me. This is a labor of love for me. And to know at 40 years old, I'm living my life like this golden and I want you to do the same too.
2: And it'd be really great if everybody did some reviews for you as well. Yes, please review the book.
3: Please, <laughs> please, please, please take pictures with the book and everything.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what's the best advice you can share with
3: women in leadership? Fortune favors the bold. Ooh, now there's a (laughs) soundbite. Right, fortune favors the bold. When I decided to step out of the shadows and into the light, I decided that I was going to play full out. I'm not worried about... People thinking one way or the other, I'm standing in my authentic light and God gave me a vision and a purpose. And that purpose is to make sure that other women soar beyond their wildest dreams and and take stock of every win, no matter how small, no matter how big. And if you're going to fail, fail forward and show another woman how to avoid that.
2: Absolutely, and we also have to remember that failure is an event, it's not a person. You better act like you know. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, Precious, I wanna thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You are amazing and very thank precious. You so much. And you've got great information and I look forward to creating some adventures with you.
3: I do too. Thank you so much for having me on your show.
2: You are so welcome. And I wanna leave everyone with this quote by Tom Peters. We are CEOs of our own companies, Me Incorporated. To be in business today, our most important job is to be the head of marketer for the brand called you. I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now, make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Holberman on C-Suite Radio.
0: Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c sweetradio.com.